0: Welcome to this mini episode of Charmed Life with Trisha Carr. I am your host, Trisha Carr. In this mini, I discuss how you can move out of negative thinking and shift negative patterns so that you can connect with your true desires and manifest your dreams. I hope you feel empowered from what comes through in the next 25 minutes. So what I was inspired to talk to you guys today about is how to remove or move through limiting thoughts and also situations so that you can move toward your true desires manifestation, the the manifestation of your desire. And so, like I say, both thoughts and situations where we seem to have situations that we just haven't been able to budge and girl, I've been there. if and those of you who are my close friends know know that I was there last year for sure and i mean for a, a while leading up to that but toward the end of 2018 i was actually feeling a lot of frustration cuz it seemed really difficult to move through this particular situation that i had set up which had been wonderful for me in the past but i was outgrowing it and i i was having a really tough time with it. It was having these moments of feeling like I'm just giving up. I'm just not going to try and move this situation anymore, move through it or move around it or whatever, because I'm just so tired and I'm tired of the disappointment. And then of course, limiting thoughts, because of course we know that thoughts become things. And so the the self-speak and that what is that which is going on in our subconscious mind because you know our subconscious mind is really the part of the mind that creates everything neville goddard has a lot of writing about this and feeling of is the secret is a really short and powerful book it's actually only about 60 pages i think but every line is so filled with wisdom and powerful Energy. Crystal's done a couple, two or three, in the Lightworkers lab here. You could go find in the video archives of the lab where she's actually done a teaching on Neville Goddard's material. And I think maybe a lot of it is feeling is a secret, if not feeling is the secret, if not some of his other material. I highly recommend Neville Goddard talking about the subconscious mind and in addition to talking about how Neville Goddard talks about it, allow me to say that, you know, that the subconscious mind is 88% of your total mind power, 88%, 12% is the sort of conscious mind. And a portion of that is the critical mind as well. And the thing is that we tend to, we have the society, this conditioning where we mostly spend our time in the conscious mind, but that's Twelve percent, and you know what else? The other thing is the 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 conscious mind only knows what has already been. It isn't the one who can connect with the desire and then impress it upon the field. The conscious mind is just there to organize the details. It's just like it's the so it's a sorter outer, and you know it's a wonderful tool. The subconscious mind, if for no other reason than it being 88% of our total mind power, is really where we want to be spending time. And so, of course, fundamentally, this is through meditation and our inner communion practices, our devotional practice, which get us into that energy, allows us to put down the repetitive thoughts of the uh, created conscious mind. Now, when we have those thoughts that are negative or limiting, again, Probably that's how we would say that those situations, not probably, definitely, that's how those different situations in our life that we want to shift and they're not shifting. Well, they're being upheld by the thought energy and the feeling energy, of course, that is behind the thoughts. So I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's going on there because theres you're not crazy. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Well, I mean, we all have it. It's all, it's happening for all of us. Even if you look at someone that you admire and you think, well, they definitely don't have any of the stuff going on that I do. Of course they do. This is the human condition because I'll tell you why. One of my teachers that I'm in hypnotherapy college and one of the teachers starts this one class and I'm going to, his name is George Kappas. So I'm just going to actually attribute this to George Kappas because I think it's, it's a very helpful way to set up this discussion. Okay, you guys ready? I'm talking to you guys now. I'm just attributing that. That's since George says this. All right, everyone, all right, everyone here. How many of you would like to make twice as much money as you're making? Just for example, I mean, you might say, yeah, no, 10 times, uh-huh, great. How many of you would like to have, you know, more abundance, prosperity, how many of you would like to have a life that was felt free and fun more than it is now? How many of you would like to have, um you know, a better, maybe a better relationship or enhance your relationships in some way, more relationships, better relationships, improve them in some way? All of the things you can think about. I mean, we could just start with the prosperity and abundance because it's kind of easy. Who wouldn't want to make two, three times as much as they're making right now? Well. I have news for you. No, you don't. You don't want any of those things. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? It's supposed to be shocking. Okay, this is why. I wanted to help us to actually become masterful over why we keep maintaining either thoughts or situations by just understanding the logic behind it. The logic behind it is that every human being has a programming to maintain homeostasis. Homeostasis is no change. Now, the reason that we have that programming is because homeostasis is believed by the being to be the way that we survive. I like to say, essentially, it's like, you know, it's it's really in that conscious mind. The conscious mind is saying, Well, or let's call it, let's say the conscious mind and the unconscious, the part of the mind that we are not really aware of. The bit that is really working for homeostasis believes we should repeat what we've done in the past because it's a proven method to not die. That's its belief. We're not dead, so that means we should keep doing what we're doing. But don't we want to do more than just not die? (laughs) I know I do. That's first of all. Second of all, when we are moving, we, we really want to be empowered. And we want to observe whether whatever it is that we're thinking or in the way that we are behaving, are we doing it because we are running away from something or moving toward something, toward a desire? So those are really kind of the choices in the way that we can either make a decision out of fear or love. We can make a decision to move away from something, like to run away, avoid, and to negate something. Or we can move in the path of our desire, toward. You see how toward and love is empowered? So what we do need to do is expose that part of the mind, expose ourselves, and it sounds like there's two of us. But when we are in that place of of observing the parts of our mind that believes we should do exactly what we've done in the past because it didn't kill us, when we can observe that and understand it, then we actually step into the higher mind. We can then summon the subconscious mind and ask it to obey the new knowns. So the ways that we have been surviving the homeostasis, that kind of lower mind, the one that is just really on the base level of trying to survive, is wanting to maintain the knowns, the, the, the known quantities. All of the things that have been known haven't killed us. We maintain those. So what we can do is actually summon that awareness, observe it, understand the logic, and then say, we can do better than that. And as we do that, we communicate to the subconscious mind, these are the new knowns. This is how we're actually going to not only survive, but thrive. And when we thrive, as we tell our subconscious mind and our counsel, our self-counsel, our devotional time, our meditation, we're able to tell ourselves, not only will we be surviving, we'll be thriving. And when we thrive, we will survive even better, longer, more healthfully. We won't even have to think about surviving anymore because we will be then able to serve from a cup that is overflowing. We'll be of service. And survival will be something that is so far down in the, in the concern that it's, it's it's just simple. It's so simple. That's what we can move toward. So again, first of all, just understanding that, that there, you aren't broken. You aren't weak. You aren't not as good as other people. And it's really, it's totally normal, it's absolutely normal that we are in this mindset of homeostasis. Homeostasis is the thing that we are really profoundly programmed to maintain. So what we can do in order to start moving out of limiting thoughts and or situations is first step is accept it. Accept it. Become aware of the fact that homeostasis is the thing that our mind wants and that we have to work with it like we would work with a child who is afraid to go to school and explain to the child, no, staying home was fun, but going to school is going to be a different kind of fun. So really it is working with a child. You know, we're working with our inner child in all of the things that we're doing when we're moving through the old thought patterns, the thought patterns that were really crystallized in there from the time that we were kids, between usually 0 and 8. So in addition in addition to accepting like just the logic of homeostasis is actually to accept where you are right now if we're going to accept the situation that we're in, or let's say, accept the thought that we're having, even if it's a limited or negative thought, we actually want to accept it. And again, acknowledge it and work with it. Because in every single thought that we have, every one of them, and every situation we're in, there is good intention underneath it. Now, it may be an intention, a good intention that is you know, related to that survival, which is not where we want to stay. We want to get up and thrival. But still, if we want to, we can't reject parts of ourselves. See, that's what we tend to do. We fall into judgment. We say, well, I'm weak. Oh, I have to work harder. And all of it, which that's not that maybe that is true sometimes, but rather than harder, it's probably smarter and something that's more in alignment with your desires. And when I say desire, I want to remind you that I mean the desire is not the same as wanting because wanting is an energy that has lack in it. You cannot have and want at the same time. When I'm saying desire, I'm talking about as in the situation of, I was just channeling Archangel Haniel earlier in a class. I'm talking about is in the situation of having, like, for example, my marriage. I love my husband. I have our marriage. And I desire a marriage at the same time. You see what I mean? The distinction there in those words? That's what I mean when I say desire versus want. So when we are in the energy of of having a thought that, let's say if it's a negative thought, I can't have that particular career. Why would I have that career? I can't have that career. That's not for me. I'm not good enough, whatever it is. There's actually, now that sounds terrible, right? That we would speak to ourselves that way. Obviously, that's self-judgment. And what, where the, there is actually a good intention underneath that, and you might think, how is that possible? Well, I'll tell you how. The possible good intention behind what is going on there with the, I couldn't possibly have that job or that kind of career, is probably something to along the lines of, not wanting to be disappointed see your that that subconscious mind or that that mind of a child is actually trying to protect you because the the mind of the child this that unconscious part of your thinking and which sometimes bubbles up and you can see your thoughts and they are when they're negative it it made a mistake when it recorded that thought the mistake that it made was that there was disappointment one time, which effectively was traumatic. And when there was disappointment because the child didn't get what they were desiring, they felt as though, or he or she, I'm just going to say she, she felt as though she were being rejected, either from parents or from society, peers, just the world in general. And that rejection is threatening to a child because a child needs relations, relationships in order to survive. And so the brain made an association, the child's brain made an association. If I don't get what I want and I have this feeling of disappointment, that means that I will be rejected. Rejected means death. And so you see the good intention there is actually to protect you. The association was made from the point of death to disapproval, or rejection to disappointment all the way back to, I don't get what I want. If we could hold space for that child and say, thank you so much. I recognize the good intentions. See, we can't really move past a thought or a situation until we acknowledge the good that it is still giving us. Because we, we aren't ready then to take action on the next thing because we haven't received yet. So that's why when we, for example, when we get into gratitude and appreciation for what there is, we're actually able to see the good that is there and then fully receive the good that is there so that we can move on. This means even with your negative thoughts, there is good there that wants to be acknowledged. And you can't release something unless it is fully known first. So you can't release a negative thought unless you fully known it know it. And that means to go all the way down to find the root of it that is actually a good intention. And that so then you just extend this out to certain situations. So you want to acknowledge why your mind is thinking what it is thinking, why your brain has sort of set up this little path of negativity. And again, there's always a good intention. Now it may not seem Logical from an intelligent place, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the poorly or the mal-logic the mal or whatever you want to say, the, the underdeveloped child's mental capacity. That is what has been sort of arrested in our brain. Literally the brain, which is the physical instrument, it's a body part. But the brain has set up the pathways because of the powerful emotions that were felt in association with it. We're talking about neuroplasticity here. So that will actually help you to understand and bring full awareness to compassion and grace and then move into the master position because you can't be a master and a victim at the same time. If you become the master, then you can recognize the child, the baby, the little kid and love her and then... Now you can connect the intention to the higher intention, the higher will, the higher mind. So it will put you back in the driver's seat. I have an example of this, of when I was in a situation that I was so ready to move on from. I'm actually not talking about the one from last year. I'm talking about one from about eight or nine years ago. And it was... It was about my career, and I was in i was in a job that for me was creating a lot of suffering. I, I felt really unhappy. I didn't make enough money, overworked, emotionally really, really drained, and I felt, I, I'm saying this, I am in charge of how I feel. I'm not saying that the situation caused it. I'm saying this was how I felt about it. I, you know, we create our own feeling state and I had a feeling state around it or inside of it that was suffering, really unhappy. I was, again, really broke, working too hard and feeling like emotionally kind of tortured doing it. And I had this dream, this vision of what I wanted to do next, what I wanted to do with my career. This was before I was doing intuitive work. And I had actually been sort of casting the net out there for a long time, asking the universe for that specific dream job that I was forming. And I mean literally because I was sending out resumes. I was creating resumes with this title and sending them out to different companies. And this company said, like, including a headhunter was like, that's great. No, I don't think that job title exists in this industry. And I was like, but it should, I, you know what I mean? I, I really felt it. And I'd been doing that for years. Let's see how many years I can actually trace it back. Cause that was, um, 11. I, I know I have emails starting in 2006 that were sending out this job title and, the shift happened around 2011. So I was going into this job and really unhappy, and and I, had, I would go from job to job in the same vein. And so I was sitting, I'd been at this new iteration of it, and I was sitting with a couple of colleagues who actually did not work at the same place, but they had similar positions. And I was complaining to them about this person that worked there and this boss that I had there and this boss and this person and this colleague... And I was complaining about them. And I just heard myself for a second. And I I had both of these colleagues I'd worked with together in the same locations before. We'd been friends for a, a decade. And I was like, I interrupted myself. And I was like, oh my God, I have to stop this. I sound just like I sounded when... We worked together at that place and then I worked at this place. And if it's not, you know, James and Susan that I'm saying this about and I leave this job and go to a new one, it's going to be Mark and Tammy. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be the same thing. And I'm sick of saying the same things and I'm sick of feeling the same way. And so I, I made a vow. I declared this to my, I had no idea why I was doing this, but I was, it was for my sake. I just did it for me. I said, I am sick of saying these things. I'm sick of feeling this way. So from now on, I'm going to go to work every day and I'm going to be okay with the fact that I'm ready to move on. It seems like a weird place to be. It seems like it's kind of a paradox, like a contradiction. I'm here and I'm okay with the fact that I would rather move on from being here, but that was the best way I could come present, that thought. I'm going to be okay with the fact that I want to move on. That was relieving some resistance and acknowledging the homeostasis that I was maintaining, acknowledging, Hey, we want to move on and it's okay. And that actually put me a little bit in that masterful position. And then I said, and then the, the, the other thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to try to be nice. Every interaction that I have, I'm going to be nice. And that's just going to be my mantra. That's going to be my thought because being nice feels good to me. And that's what I'm better at than being angry or being offended or or being hurt. I'm better and I feel better when I'm being nice. And so that's what I did. Every day I'd walk in, I'd say, it's okay. It's okay that I want to move on. It's like I have senioritis, you know what I mean? Like a senioritis, I don't don't mean like old person. I mean like a senior year of high school and you start to feel like, oh my gosh, isn't it over yet? So I was like, okay, I have senioritis. That's all right. And I'm just going to be nice. Even if people aren't nice to me, I'm going to find a way to be nice to them because that's going to make me feel better. And in turn, it'll make them feel better. Well, two months later, I was in my new dream job. No, I take that back. It actually took four months because the new dream job took like four months to actually create. It was only about two weeks later that the new dream job showed up on my doorstep, but it took like a long interview process because it was a big deal for me. It was a huge, for me, that was a huge spiritual awakening, even though it wasn't specifically in the vein of like metaphysics. It was because I was using metaphysical principles. I got that dream job and that dream job was so much better it was one of beyond my wildest dreams it was three times as much money as I had ever made in my life that these people told me we don't know how to do this job so you just create it and I was like, oh my god that's what people told me five years ago that the job didn't exist and it still doesn't but I get to create it it was like the coolest job ever and I got to write my own ticket I was immediately put in a position that was like of you know, pretty high in the company, this huge, huge company, by just doing a couple of simple things, acknowledging why my mind wanted to maintain homeostasis, allowing it to do that, and then also at the same time allowing myself to shift into that position of being masterful, and then just bringing awareness into my my own state, something that made me feel good, be nice, be kind, just be kind, and that worked for me. And so this is the way that we can really start to make huge shifts. It's a kind of shadow work that you can do day to day that's actually not very hard to do. People sometimes think that shadow work requires a lot of difficulty and ascension symptoms, and and maybe sometimes that is in order. But this is something that we can do all day, every day. Stop. And when there is a a thought that we're having that is, is frustrated or a bummer of some kind, Find a way to find the good intention beneath it, even if it seems so simple and illogical. That's okay because it just means that it got said in there when you were like three or four. And then same thing with the situations. Look at the situations and say, what can I do to feel empowered and to serve even where I am? There must be something here still that I'm learning because I created it. And so I'm going to acknowledge myself for creating this. And it's absolute magic. This is how we create our lives and continue to move in our own power so that we can be a better service to one another and to thrive. Watch Charmed Life with Trisha Carr live streamed every Sunday at noon Pacific on YouTube or on the broadcast window on our website. Links are in the description of this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for shining your light on our beautiful world. And thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.